0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard After the most dramatic of nights for Scotland Stevie Clark's side are now just one game away from the Euros After a penalty shootout win against Israel A fine save from David Marshall And nerves of steel from McGinn, McTominay, McGregor, Shankland and McLean Got the job done in the end I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans. I thought the 12th of November was my birthday but not any longer <laughs> It is Scotland's date with destiny in Belgrade I'm old enough to remember When we used to qualify for everything From 1974 to 1998 Not a problem But a younger generation Know nothing at all about that All they know is glorious failure Jim, is it time for a glorious success? Well, I think yeah, the word glorious I think uh, is is used uh, very rarely when it comes to describing Scotland's performances uh, over um, recent decades, not even just years. But last night, for me anyway, it was just a it was just a, a pleasant change. You know, normally we have got the hard luck stories, so last night we got a wee bit of good luck. And yeah, we did need it, there's no doubt about it. Even the penalty shootout had a bit of good luck about it with John McGinn's first one squirming <laughs> under off your Marciano's body. But uh, thankfully, they went over the line and the other guys kept their cool. So, listen, even not, it was a, not by any stretch of imagination, it was a good performance. The result was everything. 0141-951-1025 What did you make of that last night? Tell us uh, where you watched it I'm hoping it was it was um, somewhere safe But what was it like to talk us through the penalties Having to go through that emotional ringer um, So late in the evening What did you make of the performance? I think most people uh, would have a few worries on that front How does this set us up going forward? 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB That's it Hugh I think you would have to be kidding yourself on To be honest To say that it was a good performance yep. or, or anything close But given where we're at It was clearly about getting the job done It's it's a knockout format if you like It's a playoff And we got the job done If we can't take positives from that Even just for the next 12 hours or so Then we've got a problem Got the job done Is the expression of the season so far It's what everyone says Jim and I are also old enough to remember When football came into it And you had to have a performance But Getting the job done is what it's all about Now, let's be honest Couldn't score in two hours of open play Our only two shots at goal were headers And we have David Marshall to thank He had his best night since he was a Celtic player And he defied Barcelona in the new Camp Stadium If we are to beat Serbia It'll have to be a whole lot better Yeah, Jim, you talk about you know hard luck stories And given the fact that it's okay mm-hmm. to acknowledge I don't think the national team is in a great place Because we've yeah. not been performing well there's been a little bit of negativity. We were decimated, taken away. You know, some of our, our best players and key players taken away before the game. No fans in the stadium, so it it wasn't ideal in many ways. So, how much of a nice surprise was it to get to penalties and actually do the business? McGinn's you mentioned, but the rest quality penalties yeah. and a great save from David Marshall. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was horrendous preparation. You know, for any any manager in like that, and particularly such a vital match. So I think that has to be, you know, considered when you look at the overall performance guys are thrown in. You know, we can only take, and, and, and yeah, we know we're searching, but you throw in Declan Gallagher, Liam Cooper, uh, and into the, the mix with, with Scott McTominay, mm-hmm. who took an enormous amount of stick <laughs> the first time we played Israel, and we kept a clean sheet. 
you know, Stephen O'Donnell thrown mm. in from, you know, hardly had a, you know, a couple of games there, you know, with Motherwell, you know, so there were so many things that were thrown in at the last minute. The preparation time was very, very little. So we had to be hard to beat first and foremost. And I, I think like a lot of people, and Hugh know that as well, I think we did our best when we were underdogs. Mm. And we weren't underdogs. We were actually huge favourites last night. Didn't quite quite know why. Yeah, we should be favourites, but I think the, that weight of responsibility mm-hmm. definitely weighed on their shoulders. We will be underdogs away to Serbia, and I'm not saying that, that that's um, you know they, they'll make all the difference. But I think it takes a wee bit of the pressure off the players, and I think anything that can give us any kind of advantage, we have to be happy with. Right, let's hear from you then. What did you make of it? What about the the outcome, the result, the penalties, the drama? Sum it all up for us. And of course, I'm sure there will be some comments about the performance as well. So let's do the lot between now and eight o'clock. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stevie Clark admits it was an uncomfortable affair. Against Israel uh, But he says the players Showed a lot of character To get the result He thinks they've shown progress Since the last meeting With Israel Pleased for the players Really pleased for the players uh, Big effort tonight 120 minutes In a tight Tense nervy affair Which playoff games Normally are Especially semi-finals And then they had to show A lot of character Towards the end To get the The one in the penalty shootout And Thankfully the The little bit of work We did on penalties Through the week Pays off I, I, I felt my team had Reasonable control In the game Israel had a lot of possession where they knock it around the back and they make you feel nervous. I thought we defended really well, the, the three central defenders. McTominay, Gallar, Cooper, excellent. Wing-backs did their jobs, tried to get forward, defended well. Shape in midfield was good, was better than the last time we played Israel. I thought we had a better control in there. And the two front boys, whoever they were, worked their proverbials off to make sure that it was a uncomfortable night for Israel as well as it was for us it was an uncomfortable night for both teams if you've been brutally honest when I referred to 74 to 98 Scotland qualifying for everything we had a superstar or two for every decade not a problem Stevie Clark is working with I think three exceptional players in Tierney Robertson and McGinn and the rest are not exceptional and this is what he has to deal with And he's, to an extent, making it up as he goes along with the likes of Lyndon Dykes, who had a a good game against Israel the last time, but not a good game this time. So he he gets my support for having to work with players of a quality that's not as high as we used to enjoy. I mean, Jim... Clearly going forward was the issue last night. We didn't create a lot. We didn't we weren't sparkling, weren't dazzling on the eye. Um but what about what about the back three then? Because there was so much criticism last time. McTominay got criticized when the team lines came out. We got loads of tweets saying, What is Declan Gallagher doing in there? He's not been great for Mother this season. You can't really fault the back three last night. No, I mean again sometimes when players have had criticism and we know we hear a lot of players saying they don't read it and they don't worry about it and that stuff, but of course they do. And families and that are, are, are aware of it as well and friends and all these sort of things. So players have got pride in themselves. So whether it's Scott McTominay coming from Manchester United or Declan Gallagher come from Motherwell, they want to go and sit and, and ram criticism down throats. And and to be fair, those guys done their job last night. I mean, listen, we still had one or two moments um where either the goalkeeper they missed a sitter. I mean, even the dying seconds, the little clip into the mm-hmm. box where Andy Robertson was on the wrong side, and he's he's you know one of our top players, or the top player probably in the team, uh, but switched off for a split second of concentration and could have cost us. So there was little moments in the game where you know your heart was definitely in your mouth, but 
we, we managed to see through it And as I said in, in, you know, in all those years Since Hughes spoke about Since 1998 I mean you, you know I've been at many many games Many qualifying games And the amount of times We've played well Or come up against Better opposition And just fallen short So last night Was almost a complete Contrast to that So I'm never quite sure I mean, There was a kind of Mixed emotions after last night Because yeah You want Scotland to play A lot better And they are capable Of playing a lot better But it was like a semi-final of, of a National Cup competition There's, they're, they're not always mm. great Oh, it was cagey, wasn't it? We're in the final and, and we've got to then You know, try as best we can To have mm-hmm. everyone available Get all our best Do you think it, is, the think it is different when it's Scotland then? And I know the, the goodwill isn't necessarily mm. there Because of previous performances But I'm not sure I've ever heard of a club team Getting to a cup final mm. And people... Worrying so much about the semi-final performance I don't think I've ever heard that Yeah and again if you win it that, That's the thing No one you know, all, People always say it's, just, it's another one of those football cliches Everyone forgets about the previous performances Even leading up to it And there's many mm. a time when You know a cup run You have a lot of bad performances But if you get to the final And win it That's That'll be that, That's etched in the memory forever And as you said If we can manage that This time around mm. Maybe even Hugh Keevans might be able to go to well. I, we'll I don't, see. I'll even confuse even more Hugh because it's Euro 2020, but it'll be 2020. Listen, I don't know where I am half the time anyway. <laughs> so, I read a tweet out to you earlier on, Gordon, from one of your fellow Motherwell fans, and it was a great sentiment. He said, "We're enough of glorious failure. I'll take a dreadful success." I like that, David's and Lindsay. Hi, David. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not bad at all. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good, good stuff. What did you make of it then? Um, I thought I thought it was a hard watch. Um, to be honest, but my, my kind of point is, I, I read on social media people slating the national team and saying how bad we were. And it was a semi-final. We've got to the final. There was unbelievable circumstances that that took a lot of our good players out, and they've done a job. So cut them some slack, I think. I think you also have to agree, uh, David, that people are entitled to hold an opinion, whether it's contrary to yours or yeah, not. Yeah, I get that. So yeah. you know, th- no, but we always do this. David's not saying you're not entitled to have it. David's just on disagreeing. I think we know this. We know that people have opposing views. He's not saying these people aren't entitled to that opinion. He just thinks there's too much negativity. Well, I just think it was. You know, it was. It wasn't a good game of football in terms of the quality and what have you. But we got the result. A result that. With the build-up with the COVID and the, the tyranny and Armstrong and such and Christie out, it, it it looked quite a hard task to do, and and they were a good team. I think within that, you you examine it further, and you know, Dykes and McBurney didn't spark up front. Um, yeah. We we did lack cohesion in the middle of the park. Uh, it was a tough night, even for Andy Robertson, who, as Jim said, is the best player we possess. He didn't have a great night um, Stephen O'Donnell Lack of game time this season Only just gone to Motherwell um, So we, we didn't have a great night And you know There's no law against saying that Everything is about Belgrade On the 12th of November And you know You can use any cliche you like Date with destiny They'll all be used between now and the 12th of November But it's down to that one game And It either Ends a 22 long year wait Or it takes us into year 23 How Did you watch the penalties Behind the sofa David How did you How did you experience it It was kind it? of a, a, a One eye open One eye mm-hmm. shut Scenario you know It was but, um, yeah. listen, Hopefully the The 12th of November We can get another result And get, get to the The bigger picture 
and uh, who gets his, his birthday present that he's won. Well, you can rely on it. I'll be celebrating anyway. Uh, but it's like Jim Duffy said, you know, the number of times that we've gone since 98 to Hamden. Sorry. The Dutch, you know, getting a, a result there and then losing six in, in Amsterdam. Going uh, to Wembley and beating them one nothing. Yeah. England won nothing after losing two nil at home, and everybody mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a canter for England. England were hanging on. Italy yeah, in two thousand seven. So the list goes There's on. Been so many, but I think that uh, listen, you know, as far as social media is concerned, both me and you are obviously not uh, on it and, and never will be. But uh, but uh, in in the sense of the. Um, Usually the negative are the loudest voices, you know. So mm-hmm. you, you, I, I think that's that's always the case for everything. But as far as the two strikers, I, I agree with you last night in terms of the two strikers. But I do did feel a bit sorry for them. you. Got two big strikers, and we know what Dykes and McBurney are good in the air. They're physical. You got to put the ball in the box. Uh-huh. You got to get the ball to them. Yeah. And we played almost like, you know, try to play if you want to call it technical football through the lines patterns of play. And then we got up in the final third, and you're thinking, go and stick it in the box now. And we never done it. And I'm thinking, and the two, th- I think it was only with two or three times we played a long diagonal ball up, and Lyndon Dykes won. Lyndon Dykes won every one. So I don't, I, I just felt that that could, that could have been something that would have certainly helped those type of players. If you got a small, mm. you know, technical striker, then fair enough. But we've got two big guys who are good in there. There's nothing the matter with a bit of an old school now and again of just yeah. getting away, get it in the box, get it in the mixer. David, I know we didn't see much from the performance last night. How are you feeling confidence-wise about finishing the job off? I think, um, to be honest, it's, it's I would much rather have had it at home, but even with, without the fans thing, you're losing the home advantage as well. Um, it seems to be, you look at results now, and it's kind of an even par, even if you're at home now, because you know, there's not the home advantage, the fans in the back and what have you. But listen, we're in the final. Let's let's stay positive and, and you know and take it to them and see see what we get. Obviously, we've got some key players back as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm delighted with the position that they're in. I didn't expect it, if I'm being honest, after the build up to the game. But did, no, I'm delighted. To be, to be fair to Israel, they were well organised mm. and they technically looked good, yeah, didn't they? Uh, and good individual performances. El Hamed looked terrific. Mm-hmm. Near Beton must have shocked Neil Lennon to the core to find out he was on the park mm. at all, but he played very well. Thank you very much, David in Lindsay, kicking us off tonight. What about Keith from Kirk and Tillock? What did you make of it, Keith? Oh, it was one of those games, guys. Good evening. At the end of the day, the result was everything. You know, unfortunately, the performance was. Generally pretty poor. I think there was probably only two players, David Marshall, John McGinn, that get anything like pass marks. I'm beginning to worry about Andy Robertson. He's just outstanding for Liverpool every single game, and yet he can't get near a byline to cross a ball over in a Scotland game. That's another growing concern. Lyndon Dykes, I gave you, I actually quite like him. I think he's he's done well in the, the few games that he's had, but he didn't get the service. Uh, I watched the, the Serbia highlights on Sky last night, brief though it was. They actually looked a pretty good team. Yeah, they uh, Playing for a lot of their players, playing for big teams and actually reasonably big names. So they're really, really going to have to lift the performance. And uh, obviously, we'll hopefully get some of the, the more key players back. And I wonder 
if we have to push and get Lee Griffiths back up front. Not that I'm a big fan of his, but he he can just score goals and well, he's he, something different he potentially played, playing up along London Dykes. He played in a bounce game today for Celtic against Motherwell and he scored. Uh, as he did for Celtic against St Johnston on Sunday. Uh, I think he's all set to take part at some stage, either from the start or as a sub against Rangers next Saturday. Uh, I would have him with us in Belgrade without question. Uh, Just with regard to Andy Robertson, what he does for Liverpool, what he does for us, Jim and I... Old Codgers will remember that They used to say that about Kenny Dalglish How this guy can play well for Celtic But never really does it for Scotland Mm. And of course he ends up as joint top goal scorer In our international history with Dennis Law Um, Keith had a pretty short list of players with pass marks David Marshall and John McGinn Would your list be any longer? If so, who would be on it? Yeah, I mean I would have the three centre-backs in it Because, listen, I know you, You try and put players together It can take months for units to, to, to get to know each other. Uh, but throwing them together in, in the, pretty much in one day, uh, again, as I mentioned to you, with the, particularly with the criticism of Scott McTominay, um, you know, previously to, to, to hold his nerve and make sure he didn't make... And, and, and also, I mean, listen, he missed a sitter header. And then has the, you know, is the, the, the courage, really, to take the penalty because he really would have put himself, you know, in the situation if he'd have missed that. So, fair play to the boy, you know, he, he really showed real bottle mm-hmm. in that. So, no, for me, those three players would definitely um, get pass marks. The goalkeeper, John McGinn. Yeah, I, I agree a little bit with Andy Robertson in, in a sense, but he is playing a different type of role. And sometimes, he, he, you know, you've when you've got Sadio Mane in front of you, the opposition fullback and also wide player are doubling up on him, and that allows maybe Andy Robertson space to come, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at certain times. And their movement, well, we don't have a Sadio Mane, we don't have anybody yeah. with that class, and we don't actually don't have anybody in that position. Even compa- you know? even compared to Israel, though, because that's mm. obviously valid. Explain this to me, Jim, with the, this kind of manager's hat on. Why, because of the system we played and we, mm. we had the wing backs, why were we? Unable to get them high at all It just seemed like Israel at times And you talked about our two strikers It seemed like Israel didn't have to do very much And they could work it out to their wing backs Who had a bit of time to look up And and could deliver across into the box We just never even seemed to have our full backs Close enough to do that Well I think think a couple of times the space was in the gear I think we closed the space for the the wing backs But when transferring the play You have to When you're using wing backs You have to switch switch your play quickly So you have to have a a diagonal pass Or a longer pass And I felt we we almost went through the midfield players So we nearly always go Ryan Jack Callum McGregor Out The other way around At times McGinn Out But it was always an extra pass Whereas I felt, you know, Ryan, McGre- uh, Ryan Jack or, or Cal McGregor didn't really risk, you know, that longer pass mm-hmm. where you miss the mid, you, you miss your partner out and open up the game quicker, and that allows then to face your opponent, the wing back to be facing your opponent as opposed to receiving it with your opponent closely. So for me, we had to take a wee bit more of a risk with the passing, really, and I think that was the biggest reason. And Keith, um, we have been affected by coronavirus and injuries. I noticed you're an Aberdeen fan, and Andy Considine has been added to the Scotland squad, along with Paul McGinn, just to, to boost the numbers. I take it you're delighted for him? Absolutely. I mean, he's, I mean, he's never going to set the header on fire, but a, a dependable... Fit guy and good, good to see him coming in. Can I maybe just expand the I think you know part of the reason that Andy Roberts and the other fullbacks don't get involved is you know we we don't pass the ball quick enough in the midfield. 
to, to then get out to these guys. But we have got to utilise Andy Robertson for his positives and actually get him to the line. I mean, his, his delivery for crosses is absolutely superb. We've got two centre-forwards in there, and the recent tactics that we're playing, and particularly Dykes is great in the air, and then you've got, well, McTominay missed that one, but you've got, you know, the bigger guys at centre-half, etc. We've got to try and exploit his qualities much better. Thank you very much That was Keith in Kirkintillic 01419511025 David Marshall Was the penalty hero We're going to hear from him And hopefully you next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy's here Hugh Keevans is alongside him Trying our best to pick our way through Scotland's success last night It was a success I know we don't see it very often And I know people are Quite right to point out that it wasn't the best game to watch um, But we did the job on the evening So let's try and uh, see what you all made of it 01419511025 It ended in the most dramatic of circumstances I was not ready personally for that emotional roller coaster of penalties <laughs> It's never good when it's your team It ended well though um, Largely thanks to David Marshall um, He says his overriding feeling was relief Because there was so much expectation to win Yeah, it's probably more relief than anything That semi-final was... Um... You just want to get through it, um, however you do it. So, yeah, it's obviously we prepared them about a couple of weeks ago away from it in March, and it was taken away. So, um, it would have been a massive disappointment to, to lose tonight, especially at home when you're expected to win. And it's gave us that chance next month to, to go to Serbia and 90 minutes away for, for getting to our championships. It's semi final. I've been there before, I've been there in semi finals and lost finals. It's, it's a great feeling, but I, honestly, it goes in a couple of minutes when you realise next month is so much bigger. Um, it's as I say you, you don't really you don't really count it as a big moment until it's it, it really sinks in and it really means something. I know it's it was needed and we needed to do it, but um, it'll be a lot better if we can get the win next month. Stepped up to the plate when we needed him. We needed a save. You know, yeah. Israel scored all the rest of theirs, and that He's, was the difference. You know, I, I mentioned earlier on that as a young man at Celtic, he had this glorious night at Barcelona, uh, which really made his name. I was a bit surprised that Celtic didn't bring him back in the transfer window. Uh, they spent great money on Barkas, £5 million. But, you know, he's a quality goalkeeper, David Marshall. But he's absolutely bang on the money there. All that we've done, we've bought a ticket for the raffle. Now we're in the raffle on the 12th of November. So it, best to have that mindset and not think... Last night the job was done because it wasn't in any way, shape or form. Uh what about the penalties, Jim? Like like we said, there's just we're Scottish, let's be honest, and we've been let down so many times. When it got there, I think a lot of people probably thought this is gonna be a new one. This is gonna be a new way of going out that we can add to the list. But you have to say between Marshall and the takers, great yeah, well, I mean, great performance David in the Marshall shootout. Saved the first one and, and I think that just just eases the pressure slightly. Not not too much, but slightly but you know, listen. When you're, I mean, the, the Stevie Clark and, and and the guys that take the penalties, they say, look, they, they've been practicing. So I think you, I think you should practice penalties when it comes to you know well in advance of any of these type of games. At least then you know what you're planning to do. You've still got to execute it. And I think like every fan, uh, you know, Gordon, we all think, oh, 
no should have a fancy mm. him You look at his walk up You look at his the eye facial expressions You know You look at that You hate all those little Stuttery ones they do now Like the Fernandez one Where he hop, he's got a hop skip And a jump And you think Well don't dink it And don't be fancy And all these things Are going through your mind And as the penalties go on And it's one more One more And then you get to Kenny McLean You're thinking Kenny just smash it down the middle Smash it down the middle Don't take any mm. chances But he was composed and calm And the, these are These are the moments where Players have to savour it And David Marshall's right You have to savour it But you can't mm-hmm. savour it too long Because ultimately the big match Comes up in the 12th of November But we've had so many Bitter disappointments That any kind of success at all I think we have to enjoy Let's bring in David From Port Glasgow And get his take on it Hi David Evening chaps and are you? Not bad at all What have you got for us? How you doing here? All right Yeah um, I, I just think like, apart from I'm in the HL, I think we've been a wee bit too harsh on, on a team last night. The guy's done well. But when you look at the players who didn't have last night, uh, strength we've got coming in. You've got McKenna, Tierney, Armstrong, Christie, Forrest, Griffiths, just to name a few. That's six players who, in my opinion, make a big difference to the team if they're fit. And it's a one-off game, as you, as you said here. Yeah. I think we're in the raffle we can go through, yeah. you know. Uh, th- that's why I was happy that David Marshall said that. You know, it, it is great pictures of celebration this morning as um, we realise that we've gone to Belgrade uh, by virtue of the penalty shootout. Great pictures of celebration. But nothing has been achieved. And David Marshall is conceding that. And, you know, there, there will be some back in these COVID 19 times. We need to be careful that it doesn't happen again and there are some out by the 12th of November. That is out of our hands Whoever is there It's quite simple You need to win the match In order to be at the big picture Yeah I mean David I think on Consistency of selection Is very difficult At international level In the best of times Never mind what's going on At the moment What I'm getting from You know the people Who are, who are not as, as positive as you Is that they were just hoping For a bit more consistency Of performance by now Would you go along with that? Yeah, like you say, uh, consistency is a great thing if you've got the same group of players to pick from. But unfortunately, circumstances we're in at the moment, the guys are lucky they're actually getting to play. You know, um, I play grassroots myself for a team. I think you know them, Ockham Foyle. Yeah, uh, Gordon. sure do. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of these teams that are struggling. They probably will struggle teams like Goldberg and Leedside and that. They might East Teams or might go bust, you know. Um, so the, the players are lucky they're even... They're playing and I think they should be grateful for that They're all getting their all Of course But we need to be optimistic As a starting army And I think Getting the players back We've got a good good chance Of going through Yeah I mean Jim I think it would have been wrong Had it gone wrong last night It wouldn't have been right For us to now stand here And use that as an excuse And say oh, well, We only went out Because the preparation was bad And we were without this player And that player But now that we have done the job It's, it's, worth, it's worth bearing in mind Stevie Clark. Was robbed of his his game plan the day before the match. Yeah, again, as I said, that preparation was totally you know um, you know ripped up, and you know he had he had to start very quickly again. But you know most of those players have been in in the system, if you want to call it that, in Stevie Clark's system for for a, for the last year or so, and a number a number of get together. So they would have known how he works and what he wants. They would have seen all that. So I think the vast majority of them is maybe the only. The odd one that's been it's been brought on at the very last minute, but it's, it's, you know, Hugh was mentioning about the semi final. We've seen club teams celebrating semi finals, doing laps of honour and all that. They haven't yeah. won anything yet; they've just won the semi final. So yeah, we have to temper it, um, but nevertheless, you know, as David was saying there, you know, I think we still have to cut them a little bit of a slack. 
You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we can play better, and there's no doubt that um, you know the, the guys. Uh, I think particularly in the middle of the pitch last night. Uh, even though McGinn, I think done all right. I don't think he plays anywhere near the level he's played at Villa uh, over over um, the last few months. I think Callum McGregor wasn't anywhere near the, the level he's been recently or, or the last two or three years. And Ryan Jack was similar. So I think that that midfield, if, you know, we say the engine room. But if your midfield players are slick, getting on the ball, dominating the opposition. That takes the pressure off defenders and also links up the, the attackers and they feel there's a bit more freedom and 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 a lot bit more um, you know you know just just flexibility in the team and I, and I felt that was a wee bit that 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 to me was the most disappointing aspect of our team last night. You're a fair man, David. Hopefully you get back to the grassroots football soon. That was David in Port Glasgow. Let's bring in Robert in Motherwell. Hi, Robert. How we doing? Not too bad. What do you make of it? I'm actually a. Uh... Relieved Scotland fans <laughs> yeah. and apprehensive, to say the least. Okay. I feel that everybody keeps going on about the players that have not been there. You deal with the cards you're dealt. This is the way football is. You use the guys that you've got to your advantage. Guys aren't there, this is what happens. And I feel that Steve Clark, I think it's down to him. I don't feel it's tactics, I don't feel it's players. I feel you could play two or three systems with the players that we've got at our disposal. Uh, the lack of intensity, the lack of pressing. So I feel Steve Clark manages Scotland, sets them up the way he set up Kilmarnock. And he did that with Kilmarnock, and he got results against the Old Firm, fair enough. Played well against the Old Firm, fair enough. It worked. But in this predicament right now, I feel we've got better players than Israel. I feel we're a better team than Israel. That's only my opinion. So to set up against. Oh. Robert's gone We certainly got the gist Of what he was saying Are we too negative Jim? Because I've seen a lot of people Robert's not alone I don't think Are we too negative? I mean again As we said at the very start People will take to their opinion And they said that, Yeah was, you can't You can't disguise the fact That it wasn't a great performance Because it wasn't mm-hmm. um, And it, w- it was all about Just trying You know Whether we Absolutely just dragged ourselves Over the line We managed to get over it but there's a, there's a lot of the players underperform. I don't think that's all down to the manager. That's just mm. individually. You know, I think there is a bit of a shape tweak. I think it could help. I'm still not the biggest lover of the three at the back, mm. uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, f- for the players we have, I think that there's there's you know if we have if James Foss is available, if Ryan Fraser is available, if you know if if, if Ryan Christie is available, all these sort of things, I think we maybe better with we, we you know um, playing playing with wingers, but. Um, you know, Stevie's obviously looked at the squad. He believes that that's the best use of the players he has at his disposal. Then, you know, we have to wait and see. Ultimately, it's all down to one game now. Yeah. If we qualify, you know, it's it's fully justified. I think we've got Robert back. Robert, the reading between the lines of what you're saying, do you think that we were more focused on not losing the game than than trying to go on and win it? That my opinion comes for the last three games. Now, I watch Scotland religiously. I'm a patriot. I love my country. I want them to win every game. Now, the last three games, they've been rotten. <laughs> Fair enough, you can't play good football all the time. It's been hard to watch. For me, when you're being rotten, Jim, you must know this, when you're being rotten in a game, best thing to do is roll your sleeves up and get stuck in. And for me, the lack of intensity every single player is incredible. I'm a, I'm a Celtic fan, but I'm a big, massive fan of Ryan Jack. I think Ryan Jack's a quality football player, a really, really good centre midfielder, same as Carl McGregor. They're stunning off people. They're very, they're very standoffish. Is there, there is a reason why when McTominay in the back three and 
McGregor and McGinn and whoever in the midfield are trying to knock the ball about. They're not getting any joy. They're shut down. They've got no space to operate. Then you flip it on the other side. The Israel defenders that beat on and that. They're not the ball about for fun. They're not under any pressure. I feel that the lack of hard work in the team. And I don't know what that comes down to. Is that down to uh, the way Steve Clark setting them up? The way he's telling them to actually play the game? Robert, you, you've told us you're a Celtic fan. Whenever I mention that I don't think getting the job done uh, is a, a good philosophy because the day will come when you don't get the job done. You know, I'd like to see performance levels higher. But I'm sure as a Celtic fan, you're pleased that Celtic are getting the job done while by Neil Lennon's own admission there's been a hangover since Ferenc Varos and they're not playing their best football but they are getting the job done on, on Scotland though because it is obviously different I get what you're saying about getting the job done I think people not just Robert what I'm seeing from a few callers on Twitter or whatever it's a sort of maybe a belief or trying to play in the front foot a bit more is that something that, that you would agree with? Yeah I mean We've made the point that the misgivings that people might have about last night's game against Israel, the previous match against Israel at Hamden, or the one before it that Robert touched upon, doesn't matter now mm-hmm. because everything is about Belgrade. This is the cup final. It doesn't matter how you got there. This is your moment, and the players who get Scotland to a major final for the first time since 1998 will be remembered fondly. There's your challenge, Robert. You're a passionate man. I liked it. I liked your take. Um, Stephen Gerrard had his Scottish FA disciplinary hearing today. Uh, I'll tell you what happened there next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are in the building. I said before the travel that we had an update for you on Stephen Gerrard's disciplinary hearing. Now remember, he got served a notice of complaint by the Scottish FA for comments made about the referee in the Dundee United game. He suggested uh, you know, what would happen if the shoe was on the other foot and if Alfredo Morelos... You all remember the incident. We... And de- we dealt with it extensively uh, At the time the charge was For perhaps implying bias um, On the referee So the disciplinary hearing was today Hugh And I can tell you the outcome is It's been adjourned until Monday Due to technical difficulties See, you, you built that one up nicely Everyone was moving closer to the radio there And now they're thinking ah, Miserable ending um, what does technical difficulties mean? Well, There's a good bit of speculation for you The uh, Wi-Fi was down I don't yeah. know Well, can you imagine me trying a Zoom call? Um, so, a Zoom call? <laughs> very true um, I'll just repeat what I said from day one I don't think there's a child there at all uh, I think they've jumped the gun He said it'd be interesting to see Interesting to see is not a direct accusation uh, Where Kevin Clancy, the referee, was concerned So um, I don't think there's a case to answer uh, Jim of course yeah. I mean if it was to go Against Stephen Gerrard mm. We all know what that means In terms of when his touchline ban <laughs> Would kick in You don't need me to tell you Which game is coming mm. up um, But yeah we're going to You're going to have to wait Until Monday to find out Listen I just think Everybody's so precious these days You can't see Eden You know and somebody's always Want to go and make Some sort of complaint Regarding what you say It used to be You would allow their opinion And journalists like you yeah. Would be Almost tempting you into giving a good opinion Because it was good story and good news And no one batted an eyelid after it 
you know, but now there's, listen, you know, everyone just, you have to be ultra cautious and I'm with you. I think it's a piece of nonsense. Oh, well, we'll find out on Monday. On We're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Kev IN says, last time we got close, we played really well and then controversially lost out to Italy. Mm. I take playing poor and sneaking through any day. A McCool says, Griffith should be called up to the squad immediately His unpredictable movement And instinct Were missing last night He could have been A good foil for Robertson As well as being anything Other than just A target man up front uh, And our resident caddy Craig Connolly Fresh from ah, Being on yeah, Martin Keimer's bag yeah. Of the, the PGA Championship Says we won End of Onwards and upwards Something to believe in now We've got a show to Spin out though Craig Until 8 yeah. o'clock But I get the sentiment Keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> um, Far too sensible uh, So there we go You can join us on Twitter At Clyde SSB Or on the phones 01419511025 um, the Other tweet in here from Remind me who it is It was Dino He says this needs And he's put needs in capital letters oh. That's when you know Yeah it means business To be the Scotland team Versus Serbia um, Or it's my preferred team anyway He says and he's he's gone for Dykes and Griffiths up front. Um, sort of the wing backs: Robertson and Forrest, McGregor, Christie, McGinn. So no real surprises there. He's gone a back three of Tierney, Cooper, and Porteous, and that would be a, a debut in a game like that. Jim, this back three has been a real bone of contention. It's caused mm-hmm. so much debate, and particularly Scott McTominay's role in it from the previous game. But d- did he secure his place in a back three? For the next game Last night Yeah I mean If he, he sticks with that uh, You know Formation Yeah he, he's, he's done his, his case No harm whatsoever I mean again I said You know w- w- After the last game That I'm not saying I, I couldn't see him playing there, But I thought he'd be better In the middle Of, of yep. the three um, As opposed to the, But maybe Stevie Stockwell From a defensive point of view If he's dragged out You've got a more natural Centre back In the middle Which is Cooper mm-hmm. So I, I get why but um, in an ideal world, you want players who play there on a regular basis because they understand mm-hmm. it. They know what you're looking for. Um, you know, they they, 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 they don't have to be... You're, you're, not, you're not having this debate all the time about whether it's the right guy or not. So for me, if we've got three natural centre-backs who are used mm-hmm. to playing three at the back, um, Tierney being one at this moment in time with Arsenal on the left-hand side... Um, I, I think I'm not quite sure when Scott McKenna's went down to Forest, but obviously we've got a new manager now. Uh-huh. Um, so that might change as well. But if, if you're going to play three to bat, I don't think you can just throw it together no. in two days. No. You know, that's what I mean. And that's do, international preparation do, do, for you. Do you. Because you've only got a finite you know, set of players to choose from. Mm-hmm. Do you leave Scott McTominay out because he's not mm-hmm. a centre back, but then play Ryan Porteous, who's young and has never mm-hmm. has never been capped and, and isn't playing it? Against the quality of opposition that, that Scott McTominay no, would be, I, I don't think Ryan Post is ready. I think he's still too rash. We still see that at times, you know. The, and in European football, in particular, you go to ground aggressively to try and win the ball. And even if you win the ball, you're picking up cards. Uh, so for me, he's not ready yet to play at that level. It's good to be involved, you know, learn the preparation. He's got real potential, but I don't think he's ready. Again, if if we managed to get the right balance of centre backs and would Scott Tomini and McTominay sorry move forward into his more natural Midfield, holding yeah. position as the other option. Right, let's bring in Gary in the Gorbals. Hi Gary. How you doing, Gordon? How you doing guys? Very How well, you? Gary. What have you got for us? Um well in terms of a couple of points in in terms of last night, obviously winning ugly I think is a is the kind of gist of it. But you know, as the guy said earlier on, we got the job done. Uh I'd so so nervous watching the penalties. I'll yep. be honest. And when McGinn's crept in, I thought maybe we ha- we have got the luck tonight. So 
uh, I thought it was a dogged performance by Scotland and, and a typical Scotland performance, but I thought there were certain players who I don't really rate, but I think they had a good game last night. Um, you know, likes of McBurney up front, I think him and him and Dykes kind of, Dykes was playing the big man, man role where he was holding the ball up. They tried to switch it in the second half. But the likes of, you know, O'Donnell and Gallagher, I thought they also were pretty solid as well. Yeah, Hugh, that's the thing. This is the beauty of international football. I'm, I'm just stating the obvious here. You, you can't just sign players. You can't just pluck players out from no. nowhere. You know, I saw a bit of criticism on Twitter last night. You know, oh, Stephen O'Donnell, Declan Gallagher, they've not, Motherwell aren't firing at the moment. Stephen O'Donnell's the only right back in the squad. Yeah. So you can't complain about our previous putting square pegs in round holes and then complain when we pick the only right back because you don't deem them good enough. So yeah. it, it, there was a lot of pressure on those types of guys and by and large, Gallagher in particular, they seem to stand up to it. There is plenty of room for criticism. As I say, no shots at goal in two hours of open play. Um, there's plenty of room for criticism, but it doesn't matter. They, they got to the final uh, while not playing well. Um, I thought in my own mind that when John McGinn's penalty went in, squirmed in, as uh, <laughs> as Gary called it, uh, I thought then that set to win because mm-hmm. had Marciano saved it, we were going to be on the back foot yeah. straight away and it changed the complexion of the whole penalty shootout. So um, it doesn't matter what happened last night. Yeah. It's about what happens on the 12th of November. And with that in mind, Gary, does the performance level concern you though, you know, going forward? Yeah, I mean, we were always going to struggle last night with the, with the three boys Um Missing, you know, obviously I don't know if Armstrong would have started the game But you you would have been certain that, that Ryan Christie and Kieran Tierney would have probably started So it's obviously great going forward that we're going to have them back um, for the Serbia game And obviously Darren Fletcher said this morning on TV that that we're not going to face that hostile atmosphere that we would have faced up. So obviously that's going to be an advantage for us And also the fact that, you know, I think Norway were really favourites to, to be in the final So I think we almost kind of thought If we did get past Israel That we were going to face Norway So it's not going to be an easy game the, the, biggest, the biggest source of hostility that we face Gary Is the 22 year gap From yeah. Paris until now Because that will forever be At the back of everyone's minds Until that run comes to an end So the players, whoever they may be In Belgrade on the 12th of November We'll know that everyone in Scotland is looking at them and saying, well, come on, 22 years, come on, you must be the guys. And that's the biggest pressure of all. Yeah, no no more hard luck stories, hopefully, um, on the 12th of November. But in terms of going forward after the internationals and when we get back to club football, obviously, I'm hoping that, you know, Callum McGregor's obviously played a lot of football in the last, um, three seasons or so um, I'm just kind of hoping that Stevie Clark either gives him um, not the full 90 minutes on Sunday but you know even gives him an hour and then obviously we can rest him for the big match next Saturday kind of thing Well we'll have to watch that with interest I think you're right Gary I think loads of managers will be desperate for their players not to play uh, all three games we'll find out across the weekend Good call though Gary thanks for getting in touch Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. slash football.
beat the pundit time That's an ideal way to round off the week I know it's been a tough week I know that things have changed a little bit over the weekend But why not cheer yourself up By coming on here Embarrassing Hugh Keevens or Jim Duffy And winning yourself a signed ball You only have until 7 o'clock So be quick 0141 951 1025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Friday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Reflecting on a big win for Scotland We don't say that very often Hugh Keevans And we took a long and dramatic road to get there But that's where we are So give us all your thoughts on the game last night If you've got any thoughts on the Betfred Cup Because that's what's coming up this weekend Then feel free to get them in as well 01419511025 But as always at this time of night Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy is going to be taking on Stuart in Greenock tonight Stuart, now I must admit Stuart, it's not every night that I get a surname on the contestant And you should be worried because it means if you get a zero I've got your full name and the place that you're from And I can out you to all your pals So the extra pressure is on now that I know your surname But I'll keep it under wraps until now, alright? Yeah, no problems Right, good, that's fine Just It sounds pretty confident you But you know sometimes when the pressure gets on The zeros come in Then you go into hiding You all know my surname and where I live Ah, that's fine. You're here to be ridiculed. You you exist to Look be ridiculed. Home, is it now? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, actually, you've had some correspondence on Twitter. Oh. Um, St. Anthony's yes. have been back in touch because you tried to throw your hat into the ring for their vacant managerial position. Yes. And they, they want to know confirmation is that you throwing your hat into the ring? Sorry to see John Kelly go today. All the best, John. But, uh, you know, as I pointed out to them, Sir Alex was in his 70s and still managing Man U, so. Why not? Yeah, Imagine Roy, Roy Hodgson still doing the Premiership. Yeah, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Well, Imagine being able to go along. Well, you can't at the moment, but go along and throw abuse at him in the sidelines. Wow, what an opportunity! <laughs> just to add to the abuse he's had yeah. every other oh, his life. I, I'm, just get, I'm just trying to get a, a, a nice jacket for the winter time off the ads. <laughs> the opportunity of a lifetime. Anyway, Stuart, um, what did you make of the game last night? Pleased? Uh, it was it was tough to watch at times. Sure was. Well, isn't isn't it? But uh, hope I'm quite confident that we can we can make the first tournament. Well, first in my lifetime, anyway. Oh right, see, so Stuart's that generation yeah. that we spoke about. Yeah, here. as I said in the introduction to the program, for Jim Duffy and me, we've from '73 when Joe Jordan <laughs> scored against Czechoslovakia until we left mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Paris in 1998. It was it was easy, mm-hmm. but uh, for a, you, you now need to be. In your thirties, to have any recollection, any proper recollection of any Scotland game at a major final. Yeah, we were talking about this in the office, Stuart. Because I guess then, for you, and I know people are talking about how bad the performance was, and ever that might be the Scotland highlight of your lifetime last night. Is that fair? <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, I've I've always seen Scotland get beat. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was born in '99, so it was '98 the last tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing, Jim. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, we've set the bar low, etc., yeah. etc. <laughs> Very but, low. But but genuinely, if if you are waking up this morning and your main thought is about how bad the performance mm-hmm. was, you're forgetting about guys like Stuart who've had the Scotland moment of their lives. Last well, night, as I said, I'm not forgetting because I've, I've said to you before. I used to take my daughter to every game, and she, you know, we I always said, "Listen, when we get to a major tournament, we'll go, we'll go." Uh-huh. And now she's a more than grown up woman now, <laughs> so you know, it's one of those ones where that time has passed very quickly, and we're still not there. Anyway, it was a difficult watch at times. Stuart is right. Anyway, let's crack on with the main event. Beat the pundit uh, heads. It will be Hugh Keevans against Stuart. Tails. It will be Jim. 
And it's tails It's Jim Duffy Against Stuart from Greenock So I'll give Jim something else to listen to Just so that he can't steal your answers Stuart 30 seconds on the clock And you can pass That is all you need to know You ready? Not a problem Let's go Let's go Who scored Scotland's final penalty In last night's shootout? Kenny McLean How many Scottish Cups have Motherwell won? One Who's the most expensive goalie of all time? Kepa Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Pass Who did Celtic sign Janino from? Pass In what city will this season's Champions League final be held? Leon Which Italian club are nicknamed the Old Lady? Napoli Okay let's bring Jim Duffy back in Jim can you hear us? Yep Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Beat the pun that starts now Who scored Scotland's final penalty in last night's shootout? Kenny McLean How many Scottish Cups have Motherwell won? Three Who is the most expensive goalkeeper of all time? Kepa Zibergalaga <laughs> Who did Partick Thistle face tomorrow? Oh, I don't know Dundee Which club did Celtic sign Janino from? Middlesbrough In what city will this season's Champions League final be held? Um, don't know, pass which Italian club are nicknamed the Old Lady? Juventus. Who is. I think we did get on it. Who is Rangers' all time top goal scorer? Alan McCoyston. Okay. What do you think, Stuart? I think he's probably just nicked it. I think you started confident. I liked it. Kenny McLean, you both got that one all. Motherwell have won two Scottish Cups. The most expensive goalie of all time is Kepa, so it's two all after three questions. Good game. Uh, Partic- How did you pronounce his surname again? <sighs> your, your guess was as good as mine. Uh, Partick Thistle face Queen's Park tomorrow. Right. So there we go. You won't forget that in a hurry. Um, again, I wonder if it's just the age. Stuart Janino, I think maybe a couple of years out, and you, you'd have got it. It was Middlesbrough mm. as Jim Duffy. Uh, quite rightly says So it's 3-2 to Jim The Champions League final Will be held in Istanbul uh, So it's still just one to Jim The Italian club That are nicknamed The Old Lady Is Juventus So I'm afraid to say Sure he moved out Of your reach And then Ali McCoy That was a wee bonus one for him It was a 5 for Jim And a 2 for you Stuart But Stuart I saw enough in your performance To come back for more Some other time uh, not a problem Cheers guys Good, Good man That was Stuart and Green And he got two So I won't bother with the surname I don't want to humiliate He doesn't deserve humiliation Two is alright Right, I think you've done okay It was just a wee bit unfortunate Right 01419511025 That is the number You need to get in touch tonight Um, Just to, to quickly pick up On something that was said During uh, Beat the Pundit The Partick Thistle Facing Queen's Park Tomorrow The Betfred Cup Limps on Hugh Keevans yeah. Hopefully I don't think we've got Any drama tomorrow In terms of games off Thus far Fingers crossed Well it, it limps on In these Covid-19 times But You know Everything will Not just the Betfred Cup Everything will be affected um, You know Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, Tested positive yesterday Will that affect Him and AC Milan Playing Celtic And so on and so forth It will go on in this fashion and the Betfred Cup is the only sponsored tournament we have in our three major tournaments. So, of course, you owe it to the sponsors to get a move on and get it completed. Mm. Jim, you've been involved already. How's it been yeah. for the lower league sides to return? Because you've, in, in some quarters, been forgotten about. So much made about the Premiership coming back. Mm. You guys had to wait even longer. How's it been? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely under the radar. I don't think there's any any denying that. And, you know, that's just, that's just the nature of it. But... As you said there, one, we're thankful we do have a sponsor for the tournament. Any finance coming into the game at all is, you know, just just life-saving at this moment in time for many, many clubs. So, and, and I think players are just delighted to get back on the pitch again. Of course, we would love supporters like everyone else. 
uh, and clubs will we'll need them very very soon. But uh, in terms of just being you know getting back on the pitch again, playing real football for want of a better phrase. Um, yeah, there's nothing beats it, and uh, you know we'll look forward to the game tomorrow. We we play Clyde at, at Broadwood, but uh, you know the, obviously all the other teams that are involved in it. I think uh, you know are relishing it, but there's also that little hint, as, as mm-hmm. you mentioned there, that you know you're almost kind of waiting that phone call mm-hmm. every night. Who who could be missing, and how does it affect you? Like we saw before for just you know I think it was only a couple of hours before kickoff yeah. last week, they uh, get their game cancelled against uh, Dundee. There is a game tonight on your telly as well Dunfermline against Falkirk is on I think it's on television anyway Hope I've not falsely I think it's on Premier Sport I think it is Not best fond of each other um, Those two teams no, it's, a, it's not a derby you know, geographically But in the eyes of supporters That's the yeah. one they're looking yeah. forward to the most As of tomorrow I won't read them all out But a couple of highlights From probably the biggest mismatch On, on paper Don't get offended Paul Hartley or anyone else um, On paper Maybe one of them would be Well no Cove went up last season But Cove against Hibs Clearly Hibs are, are flying High at the top um, Or near the top Of the Premiership As Jim says Clyde against Dumbarton A nice local one for us uh, Cowden Beef And Hearts Yeah Sort of an interesting one Well the pressure's always on Hearts Because everyone Well It's the Betfred Cup Of the Championship Everyone will say They've got the biggest budget They can do this They can do that So the pressure is on mm-hmm. Robbie Nielsen Every time out Yeah Dundee United Peter Head uh, Hamilton Aki's on the wrong end Of a shock the other night Against Annan There at home to Ayr Levy Alloa Partick Thistle Queen's Park Another great one for us locally Queen of the South St Mirren That is a derby It is indeed uh, St Johnston Brecon City And would you believe it Hugh Keevans Amongst all the high profile managers Worrying about What's going to happen To their players Going off on international duty In the Covid age Mark Wilson, we broke the news to him on the show I last heard night. It. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, that what even one of his players, who is part of that Scotland under 19s group, every one of them has been told to self isolate for 14 days after a positive test for Billy Stark meant that the game against England had to be abandoned during the match. Well, he's a resilient man, Mark Wilson. You have to be to take on the Brecon City job. He's been hammered 6 2 by Dundee United midweek. He's taking on a St Johnston side who were minutes away from shocking Celtic last Sunday. So, uh, good luck to Mark tomorrow. Yeah, and Jim Duffy and all the best, obviously, to Billy Stark, that positive test. But I think maybe that one went under the radar a little bit last night because it it was in a busy night for Scotland. But that's... Quite the situation That game actually started mm-hmm. Then it be- it came to light That Billy Stark tested positive The game had to be abandoned And the entire squad Now has to self-isolate For yeah, 14 days It was a very days. strange one Obviously first and foremost Our best wish to go to Billy And just hope he's he's well You know And uh, you know I don't know if it's asymptomatic Or he had symptoms But listen Whatever it is I hope, I hope he's he, he's fine and, and recovers quickly and, and back to full health He's a terrific guy you, I think. You, you know Starkey He'll take uh, it all in his Yeah he's that laid back He's horizontal But yeah. he's brilliant He's such a jammy a guy yeah. uh, and, and I think As I said the, the difficulty of that one is, Or the strangeness Was that I think Was it 43 minutes Or something like that in the game and and you think well one would you not just wait half time or two you know you know how did it come up you know in the middle of the game that you you know you feel that so yeah very strange but I'm listen the authorities will look into that I'm sure they'll be they'll again they'll tweak the protocols and make sure that uh, everything has to every box has to be ticked before any games allowed to go forward now yeah I mean Hugh we, we we felt it obviously over the last couple of days with. Stuart Armstrong situation Ryan Christie and Kieran Tierney Having to isolate Arsenal and Celtic Kind of asking All sorts of questions about that Do you think this is going to be A nervous couple of weeks For for club managers Waiting to see what 
what comes back from international duty? I, I think so. I mean, international football during a pandemic is a rank bad idea. Mm. You know, players going in and out of um, airports. Um, Odson Edward apparently uh, tested positive because of the journey from Glasgow to, to France to hopefully play under 21 level. Um, it's so unpredictable. And we are regrettably going through a period when the virus seems to be on the charge once again. So this will happen mm-hmm. all the time now. Between now and the end of the season, people will have to learn to live with it. But there is a slight level of confusion over why, for example, Kieran Tierney and Ryan Christie are the only two to be taken out of the equation uh, when... Stuart Armstrong was in a squad setting Well I mean no, the explanation is clear You know Jason Leach We played a clip from him last night It's up to the, the NHS track and trace team To get involved Judge Ask questions Find out who was closer It was deemed That Tierney And uh, Christie Had been closer to, to Armstrong Than anyone else And that's why But obviously those two Are, are adamant Absolutely adamant That they were not within um, An inappropriate distance and it goes on But listen Life's a bit unfair at the moment Jim You kind of have to take These things on the chin As you said Listen we're going to we're, This is going to be Continuous for, for many months um, Players And and again With the best around the ball We've seen top clubs Whether it be Liverpool Whether it be Manchester United Whoever it doesn't matter In Europe And they're doing everything Everything they can possibly do To mitigate Any risk To their staff And their players But unfortunately You know It doesn't matter How Secure their bubble is you know, people are picking it up and, and you know, and we just don't want it to be to decimate our game. It was so tough for me. We spent what is it, six months or whatever it was, to be desperate for our football to get back again. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to make sure we want to make sure that if it's the odd player here and there and those players are healthy and get back to, to the clubs, that's the most important thing and the rest mm-hmm. of the game continues. All right, we've got Brian and Moss Park lined up. He wants to talk about Andy Robertson's Scotland performances. We'll speak to him next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brian in Moss Park is on the line I'm just going to quickly set up your question uh, for tonight I won't even take any answers I'll just set it up um, nice and early for you So you've got as much time as possible So your question tonight And as always it's full time at Clyde1.com It says Since the transfer window in 2002 only nine players have been bought by either Celtic or Rangers for more than four million pounds. Can you name them? Since the transfer window in two thousand and two, only nine players have been bought by either Celtic or Rangers for more than four million. It's Graham Lynn who sent it in. Thank you to Graham. And as always, if there's any problems with the question, you just blame Graham. You don't blame me. Let's bring in Brian in Moss Park because he's been hanging patiently on the line. What have you got for us, Brian? I. Hi lads, nice to speak to you. And you? It's about Andy Robertson again. Matt, he's a really good player. Celtic, unfortunately, let him go a few years ago, which was by the by. But for Scotland, he's just not done it at all. And it's like, it's not. I don't think you can blame the players, okay? He's played in a far better class of players at Liverpool. But see, when you're, I played left back for a number of years, I think a far different level for Andy Robertson. And if you can beat a man, you can beat a man. Beat a man, look for a pass. I just don't think I just don't think he's ever shown his potential for Scotland. I just never seen he's never done it in any single game. And I just fairly understand as to why. When I mean, even the comparisons with Kenny Deguish Ella, Kenny Deguish so I know I'm gonna be out of a tangent here. 
Kendo he scored great goals against Holland, Spain, England. So and I think he did before we go on Hugh I want to thank Brian for clearing up that he plays at a different level from uh, Champions <laughs> League winning Andy Robertson but no, I, I, I get the point Brian uh, makes Jim, Jim Duffy will, will remember it as clearly as I do Dalglish was 30 games into his Scotland career and people were still talking about him you know he does it for Celtic doesn't do it for Scotland um, eventually 102 caps and 30 goals Um you know, I'm, I'm sure that Brian is not suggesting for one minute that we leave out Andy Robertson. Um, he's having a difficult time, but who isn't within the Scotland setup right now? Uh, and he's supposed to be better than the rest. Yeah, of that's where the frustration uh, comes from. I'm sure. I put it this way: he'll always be in Steve Clark's team, and in the fullness of time, like Dalglish, he will. Come good Is it at the stage Brian Where you would leave him out I mean he's the captain And he's one of the high, the high profile players No I, I would never leave him out But yeah, Any given level You can either beat a man Or not beat a man He must have Okay he beats a man In space opened up I just don't see him Going past guys Okay he's getting great balls To Liverpool players He's running on it But he's just I think I don't know if it's contest For Scotland I'm not playing The level of players here but he's not taking men on. He just looks. I mean, that that guy last night for Israel right back basically had him in his pocket. And I would, if I was any given team, I don't know if he's a great player or just Robertson's terrible. That guy was class. So, are you suggesting that we actually leave him out? No, then? he's not. He yeah. said that. He said he's not. Yeah. But he still just wants more from the performance, Jim. Yeah, I think we everybody knows he's not playing with the same calibre of player. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you look up the pitch. No disrespect, but it's either Lyndon Dykes or it's Saido Mani. So we get that. Is, is there still something lacking there that, that you would expect more from from Andy Robertson? Yeah, I think his, his performance levels have been, you know, below the, way below the level at times uh, that, that he plays for Liverpool. But as I said, I, I don't know how many games... Listen, uh, you know, there, there are elements, and I, I totally agree with Brian, in the final third, where he could just drop the shoulder, shift it and, and, and knock it past him and deliver. Uh, maybe, you know, he's just been a wee bit cautious, trying to keep the ball and not taking as many risks whereas with Liverpool he can. But... He's, he's not he doesn't play wing back for Liverpool he plays left back and you know in, under, in Scotland he's played a good number of games as a wing back and uh, and again as I said I don't think too many people have created space for him to go and play but you do see him with Liverpool one and one you know 25 yards mm. out 30 yards out dropping the shoulder knocking it past playing little one twos getting in behind you don't really see that with Scotland so I just think that uh, Brian he, you know yeah, I agree with you as I said to you I don't think his performance levels are, are matched uh, are close to Liverpool but I, I, I do think you have to give him a wee bit of uh, uh, slack in the sense of he plays a different role and he's asked to do he's asked to do things differently than he is at Liverpool and you go Brian I personally think if you're a player of his class, you can do a, any any given team in short. And you think you contact yourself with Jim by saying if he's a wing back for Scotland, then that gives him more opportunity to go forward and take guys on. No, because maybe, no, that that because as a wing back, you you can be higher up the pitch, you know, and and you can be a full back. You're a wee bit deeper on the pitch. The space is in front. You can see the game. Players create space for you by their movement, and then you're mm-hmm. clever enough to exploit that space. Players feed the ball into that space. You know, the transfer of the ball, as I said at the start of the show, we didn't switch the ball early enough last night 
you know, and and and, and again, listen, you're right. The, the full back against him, or the, the the opposite wing back against him, played really, really well. And if you're quick and you can get tidy people, then you can make it difficult for anybody, including Andy Robertson. I know it's only one example, right? I, I do I do accept that that it's just one example. But I wonder if we sometimes make too much of it. You take a, you give him a little bit of leeway because it's not his natural position. But left back and left wing back must be as similar as. As two separate positions can be the opposition yeah. last night. El Hamed is a right back, or a, a or a, a you know of a back three plays left left, left wing back, back for Israel and is one of their standouts. You know, yeah. other the other teams just sort of do a it with a bit less fuss for Israel. A, a standout in which way? And what, how did you think he was a standout as a player? He, he wasn't bombing up the left hand side. He got much higher than he, he got higher than he, our he wing got backs. A, he got a couple of times in, but. I don't think he was, you know, he, but he was never going to be because he's on the wrong side. Well, you're just contradicting yourself. Now. But he got higher than our wing backs did. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, all I'm saying is instruction from the manager could be listen, you know, we want to play a certain way, a certain shape, don't be going too high. I don't know then, you know, all the injuries of the instructions he was given. And again, I do agree with you that, you know, it's not too dissimilar to a full back, but movement of other players, the transfer of the ball quicker, switching the play. Yeah. Create space Allows people Like an Andy Robertson If you watch Liverpool playing The left midfield Whether it's Wijnaldum Or whether it's um, Van Dyke Giving the ball really early With real pace on it All these things Don't happen with Scotland mm-hmm. we, We're a wee bit more pedestrian in, in our link up play What do you think Brian? Final say to you A quick final say I mean I think Jim Conn yourself there See if you're a left back You can't afford to lose the ball You're a left wing back You can Or somebody come covering behind you so Jim contacted himself there and El Hamid and Vuitton I've never seen the guys playing so well which probably showed up by how, how bad Scott were and I'm a Celtic fan uh, Yeah you can't beat his knowledge as a left back you know <laughs> uh, They both did a decent games incidentally it's always interesting yeah. when you come up against players that you know I, I, well I, Yeah from... of course um, I do think maybe it's a simplistic view but I do think that at Liverpool Andrew Robertson plays in a very very successful team with Top class individual players, and with Scotland, that's not the case. Oh, I think we know that, though. I think, but there's there must still be wriggle room for for people like Brian to to ask for a little bit more. I'm not saying I've got any problem well, with it, it, but in order to ask for because if that's bit more, if that's the case, you know, because well, there are there are. I could be here until midnight rhyming off players who play for much better club sides than their international well, sides, but some come back and manage to drag everyone else around them up the way. Well, in order to Get a little bit more from Andy Robertson You're going to have to give him a little bit more time then The good news just keeps on coming though. Scotland under 21s uh, Have beaten the Czech Republic Two goals to nil at Tynecastle Fraser Hornby put the side in front And then Ross McCrory rounded it off So Scotland 2 Czech Republic nil. Um Jim What's the next Couple of games Going to be like Because we're playing again on Sunday I feel like people have, yeah. Haven't maybe quite realised that And then again um, at the start of next midweek mm-hmm. We've been decimated with the injuries and the virus mm-hmm. I'm sure managers will not be keen to see players play three mm-hmm. 90 minutes in a row The priority is the Serbia game But surely you want to try and work on something leading up to that Yeah and also the fact that you want to try and avoid a playoff situation that For the next tournament yeah. you know ahead So if you if you win these two games it puts you in a really good position In, in the last couple of campaigns we've started really poorly and that's putting the back foot straight away. So yeah, you want to try and keep it going, but he also has to understand, you know, that um, you know the, the 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 effort, 120 minutes, the tension that was in the game, the impact that will have on the players. 
So I, I think there'll be, you know, half a team changed at least. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, five, six players, I think, uh, will be changed. Uh, and and that's going to be tough because yeah. if you've if you've got Palmer and mm-hmm. Burke and Christie and Armstrong mm-hmm. and Tierney, mm-hmm. you can probably do We well, yeah. can. You can do that a bit easier. Paul McGinn and Andy Considine yeah. have been called up today. Yeah, they have been, and uh, listen, they, they'll be absolutely thrilled. There'll be probably, I mean, there are opportunities. Andy Constantine was at 500 games he's played for Aberdeen, so, you know, a phenomenal uh, Aberdeen career in terms of, um, you know, the, the you know the, the commitment to the club, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's great for these guys maybe get these opportunities, but ultimately, you know, it's a short, that's a short term, um, you know, trying to try to fix, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the the problems we have at this moment in time. But they, they may well get some game time, and I think they will over the next two games because what's the point of bringing them in if you if you're not going to you know give them some sort of game time? Yeah, great for the guys who well done to them. Hopefully, they, if they get on and they get caps and they savour it, it's a proud moment, and therefore they've done more than most footballers would do in getting to represent their country. I don't think anyone's pretending that that Paul McGinn and, and Andy Considine are going to come in and. Revolutionise the no, squad That's not no. the point You take the jersey home Frame it And treasure the moment There we go 01419511025 What about this question then um, Since the transfer window in 02 Nine players have been bought By either Celtic or Rangers For more than £4 million Julien Julien yes Jim. Barkas um, Do you know funnily enough Why mm. is Barkas not on this list Cost £5 million. Yeah Yeah That's a great Great question A jetty he was five million. I wonder. Oh, do you know what? I wonder if this was just sent in just before this window. All oh, right. Okay. So, do you want us to give you a few older ones in? Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder. That's probably the reason behind it. Yeah. So, apologies for that. So, we'll just add on a Yeti and, and Barkas. Yeah. And Julian. No, Julian's on your list. You're fine. All right. All right. Um, Scott, Scott Brown. Tori Andre Flo. No, not since that window. He was just before that. Yelovich? Yes. All right. We'll leave it there. Scott Brown, Christopher Julian, um, Nikita Yelovich. Like I say, I think it's just before this window. It must be. Um, but this is the beauty of the full time teaser. You don't blame me. Just just blame Graham. I, I said it was well, Graham's question. Well, we need a scapegoat. You're the only um, one we can see. No, no. Graham. Graham sent the question in. This is this is his responsibility. But no, yeah, it must be. That will be the timing of it all. Um, let's hear a bit from someone who played. Against Scotland last night But we know him well Near Beaton He says he risked the wrath Of Neil Lennon To take part last night Because it was such a big game For Israel He joked that he blocked Neil Lennon's number So that he could play he says being fit for the old firm Didn't really come into his thinking When pushing for last night I twisted my neck very badly Away to In Bosnia To be honest I couldn't believe I would make it On the way back home On Friday I was on crutches I was in wheelchair and I couldn't even Walk on the foot I never had Doubts that I'm not going to rule myself out of this game. And I understand the frustration of Celtic. As I said before, Celtic is the, the, the club that pay my salary. But as a person, as a, as a professional athlete, I couldn't give up on this game. This kind of games, this is the games where you're six years old. This is the game you're dreaming of. Have you spoken to Neil about it yet? Have you any concerns about speaking to him? I've, because blocked, I've blocked his number. <laughs> <for the last time>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I didn't speak to him. I mean, uh, it was a dialogue between the national team and Celtic. Obviously, Rangers is a big game, but I don't think about Rangers right now. I don't know if I'm going to travel with the team to the next two games. I don't know yet. It's a decision to be made by the coach and the medical staff. From my side, I gave everything to take part in this game. Neil Lennon's already two men down. Um, theoretically For the game against Rangers In Christie and Edward Edward might make it Well I'm 
told today that his plane lands on the day of the game. So I think it's meant to be the Friday. I think it's meant to be the day before. You well, might be right. I don't know the specific time. I don't know what flight. I don't know the flight number or anything. But I think that the the suggestion was the day before. Well, we'll see. Um, but near Beaton will experience the wrath of Neil Lennon if he's not fit to play against Rangers either from the start or as a sub. Um, because he's talking there about being crutches, wheelchair, um, you know, but he's put Israel before Celtic in the the time when Celtic are about to play Rangers in the, the biggest league match of the season so far. So, no problem for Neil Lennon so long as Beaton is fit for consideration. Problem for Neil Lennon if he's not. Yeah, Jim... If we push aside what city we're in for a second, I, I kind of like that. I, I like that commitment from near Beaton. When did you we, say that? You said a ridiculous. I know, I know, I know. That was no, really ridiculous. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Push aside the city we live in. Just, just for one, yeah. just for one, to know for a just for one split second. But, but generally, you know, that, that's the type of thing you like to hear that your player is yeah. so aware of how big the game is for his country and he wants to turn. Now I know Celtic fans are chucking stuff at the radio, <laughs> so I, I get that. I'm talking very, very broadly yes, here. Very broadly. Yeah, I mean, listen, from an international point of view, yeah, I mean, you're proud to play for your country. That Listen, we've criticised players. For, exactly, that's what I'm For mean. many years, and many, you know, way, going way, way back for not being committed enough or pulling out of international matches every time they've got a broken toenail. So, listen, I mean, we, you know, like, all of me, Burnley got real stick the last time for, for playing for Sheffield United and not turning up for Scotland. So, yeah, I think you have to give Neil, Neil Beaton enormous praise for his country, but... From a Celtic's perspective Yeah they'll, 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 they'll be keeping their fingers crossed Let's bring in David in Uddingston Hi David Hi there panel How's it going? Uh, my reason for my point I'd just like to stick up for Andy Robertson There is a bit of a difference When he plays Left wing back to left back Because many times out of ten When he plays left back He's got Ryan Fraser in front of him And his pace also scares defenders And obviously his Thing is also to come inside that then allows Andy Robertson to come for a lot deeper yeah. to then get in behind. Or if Fraser goes in behind, like when they scored against Cyprus, Andy Robertson was able to cut inside and obviously score his goal for, for that position. Yeah, so it makes it a big difference for playing. Yeah, it makes a big difference for just playing that five, ten years, ten yards further back and rather play left wing back where then the opponent can then, it's basically 1v1. And if he loses the ball, then it can cause a transition mm-hmm. for Scotland to no very, especially last night, would have been comfortable with the left centre-back playing the position that he was playing. Yeah, some some good points, Jim, made by David. Ryan Fraser, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he individually played brilliantly, but did he did he allow Scotland to, to kind of get up the pitch a bit more and, and maybe just get into areas that we hadn't? Well, again, as I said, it's it's difficult to. I mean, you end up going to a, like a right wing back. Yeah, you know eventually. I mean? yeah. Eventually, when we Stephen O'Donnell had the cramp. But he, listen, you know, again, we can argue about shape and you know, you know, all day. I think I think players also have to understand that if they've underperformed. As I say, not, none of us here are mm. saying that Andy mm-hmm. Robertson's the same Andy Robertson that plays for Liverpool. We've we've tried. I've, I've said the same similar thing to David. You know, if you've got. Somebody in front of you And he, he creates space for you Or moves Or or even if he gets the ball It's somebody like Sadio Mane He's very rarely Got a 1v1 situation Other players like to double up So if they're doubling up Andy Robertson Go in the overlap Or go in the underlap And get on the ball So there's loads of things That can make the difference But I think we have to say that The likes of Callum McGregor Ryan Jack Andy Robertson Guys like that Didn't play To their club form 
And I think that's that. That's fair enough to say that. And I think uh, you know, honest to say that. Hugh is Ryan Fraser the type of guy that that we need to somehow get a, get him a run of Scotland games. I think. I've got this fear That you're going to look back At the end of Ryan Fraser's career And go How did he only end up with Ex-Scotland caps He's only on 11 He's 11 yeah. Scotland caps Because He's pulled out of a number of squads I'm not saying You know There's anything wrong with that If you're injured fine But he's pulled out of a number of squads Then there was Obviously he wasn't playing For Bournemouth That was quite a high profile situation He's back in And because of that We were only really able to give him A, a small amount of time off the bench English Premiership player Therefore He has to be On our list of priorities um, and good player into the bargain um, They wouldn't have got the move to Newcastle And all the rest of it uh, So yeah of course there's a place for him um, so David is that something that you think Going forward then Because we don't have too long to, to wait Until the Serbia game To get the best out of Andy Robertson Do we need to do something different in front of him Is that what you're saying? Yeah I, I think he plays better in a back four And I understand that We're probably fortunate that we've got probably two left backs in the world at the moment and obviously the manager's trying to fit them in at times obviously when Kieran Tierney's available uh, and I think it just takes Andy Robertson's game away and I agree with Jim's point there the midfield definitely underperformed the full team I think underperformed last night mm-hmm. I mean to get no shots at goal when you're playing at home I think it was just a big nerve factor the fear in case one mistake cost them and then that's it they're out and then obviously the backlash then continues for there Yeah that's a good point you I- it's one of these things We can't measure it We're saying it every week There was no crowd there So on one hand You think that's Unfair Not unfair But it's hard for Scotland Because it was supposed to be A home game And you can get the lift From the crowd uh-huh. But even without the crowd It seemed extremely nervy So then you wonder if Would the crowd have made it Even more nervy You know if things Weren't going your way it- Yeah it would um, Because the, the monkey On our back Is now an orangutan <laughs> uh, And that we It will live with us Until a group of players qualify for a major final. And by the time we get to Belgrade on the 12th of November, this will be the biggest match of our lives. Uh, I mean, I've been part of the media for so long, I know that everything is hyped up to the nth degree, and it will be again. And the players will just have to live with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Andy Robertson, for example, the, the man who's been talked about periodically tonight, Andy Robertson's won a Champions League, so he has English to, Premier League. He, he knows how to live with pressure. The, the first Liverpool title for thirty years, etc., etc., etc. And they're all used to it. Celtic players, Rangers players, they're all used to it. They'll just have to put up with it on the night of the twelfth of November because by then there'll be headlines saying a nation expects. Brave hearts and all remember, this remember stuff. the 12th of November, yeah, because it's Hugh Keevan's birthday, yeah. Uh, you better believe we're gonna hype it up, just you wait to see what we've got planned for you in the oh. lead up to November the 12th. Listen, I'm still right over the 70th birthday with you and Jim Duffy and the, the restaurant and all the rest of it, but they're, they're just then, to... that's the thing, we're, we're allowed back then. That seems like a, a, a decade ago, but they'll just have to live with it. That's part and parcel of the game by a Series of circumstances We have now gone 22 years Since France And the World Cup final mm-hmm. With each Passing year The monkey gets bigger And bigger and bigger And There's no way around it You'll just have to carry the monkey The orangutan Whatever it is 
And get on with it And I must admit Jim Of mm. everyone in the Super Scoreboard team That's going to lead him astray I can't believe he picked you and I The mm. least likely We're yeah, probably the, the taxi drivers To take him up the road anyway. I, I, I think we did maybe uh, Right <laughs> uh, You were allowed back then That's the important thing to remember 01419511025 um, Do you know what? Graham is actually He's actually clarified it And I just didn't read it Graham's question does say It goes up to, to the, the The 1920 transfer window There you go You're your question So since the transfer window In 2002 Nine players have been bought By either Celtic or Rangers For more than £4 million So it doesn't include The recent ones The Ayeti and the Barkas You've got Scott Brown Nikita Jelovic Christopher Julien Odson Edward Yes um, Did you say Oh you said Jelovic didn't you Yep uh, I don't, It's hard to remember When, when they get bought But Because um, you played In the 2003 Sergio Perini? No. Uh, Amoruso? No. Um, he was a good bit before. John Col- Hudson? No. Colin Henry? No. The, the other ones were all. Here's Martin the, and Eels were all before. Here's that, the only clue. Yeah. I'll, here's a clue I'll give you. I know I said that Ayeti and Barcast don't count. That's the, the most recent transfer window. But uh-huh. there, there were still ones from. Still what you would consider recently Just not this summer Who would be the last big money Transfer at Rangers Oh I was waiting you come in I know I thought you, I thought you were oh, giving it Is somebody standing your toe there? Had you? No nope. More than that I mean, it's a real obvious one You will kick yourselves uh-huh. We'll get it in a minute Just give us, give, us a, give us a few seconds I can give you more than that you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've actually got a game underway. Them Fermland and Falkirk at East End Park. Still goalless. Just a minute on the clock. We are working our way through this teaser tonight. Thank you to Graham for sending it in. And as always, I'll Remind you this Until I'm blue in the face If you want to send your question in And hear it used in the show The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com We'd love to have them Graham says Since the transfer window in 2002 Only nine players have been bought By either Celtic or Rangers For more than £4 million um, It doesn't include that most recent transfer window So you've got Scott Brown Nikita Jelovic Odson Edward Christopher Julien I was hinting at one before the break That was recent and you Ryan got... Kent Yes, Ryan Kent Anything else during the break, you? Olivier and Sham. Yes, Olivier and Sham is in there. Okay, you've got three to get. I don't mind telling you one is a former Celtic player, two are former Rangers players. Celtic player, a striker. Yes. Out and out striker. No, 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 no. I was just it's out and out striker. No, no ambiguity about it whatsoever. Oh, I can see, but I'm just can't can't get the name here. Um, let me think. Well, I'll hold on for a second, and we'll see if we can okay. get it. As, okay. Sorry, I thought that there was a goal squad there, but scrambled uh, away. I think scrambled in the away end. in the last seconds. Uh, let's hear from Scotland, one of Scotland's penalty heroes. He'll have been nervous mm-hmm. because it just creeped in. Uh, but here's what John McGinn had to say after the game. Four good penalties and one that spawned in, but uh, we'll take it. It was a horrible game, uh, and everyone without the Tartan Army, uh, you know it's going to be tough. It's really tough for everyone in Scotland now, and hopefully that's given them a wee lift. I'd been practising and training, um, I was always going that side, I had a wee sneak feeling that Ophi knew I was going that side, but you just need to go with 
what you feel, go with your gut and thankfully it's bombed in. Yeah, we've still got a lot to work on, we're not naive enough to think uh, it was a great performance, but these games are nervy, there's a lot of pressure on you and we now give ourselves a chance to, to get this country to a major tournament which has been, been far too long and hopefully we can be a group of players to do that. We could easily crumble tonight, easily. Um, but we're so determined to go over the line and credit Big Marsh he came up with a brilliant save to get us through Happy John McGinn it sounded like he was in a nightclub you but that sort of <laughs> thing's off limits so I guess that was just a, a hand in last night uh, James is a Rangers fan in Paisley let's bring James in and see what he has on his mind Hi James Hi guys how you doing? Not bad um, It was just it was a, kind of a continuation of the talk about can Andy Robertson and all these players and things like that and I, was, I wasn't going to phone in until I heard the, the near beat on interview and um, I, I, did see, I did read about it but basically the guy was in a wheelchair last week and he still managed to absolutely stroll that game. Now, going back to one of the other callers' points, or about, I think it was yours, Gordon, about um, Ben Talbot, whatever his name is, Hamid, the, the Celtic right back. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he absolutely bossed the game. I thought he was never under any pressure. He was like Pirlo on the ball. He had about 10 yards, he had a 10 yard radius every time he was on the ball. Nobody troubled him. He won every header. These players that play for Celtic or kind of mid level teams, shouldn't be bossing or dominating the games against our Liverpool players, our Man United players, our Aston Villa, Leeds, Sheffield United players. We are not getting the best out of these players. And who do you blame for that? Uh, the management. It's, the, it's definitely a style thing. And obviously, I'm a big Scotland fan. I want to go through to this tournament. I'd give anything to win this Serbia game. But I mean, it's going to be hard watching. Imagine we get through playing like this against Israel. Say we, we lock it against Serbia. What's it going to be like in a tournament? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty well, dire. But you, you're, 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 you're putting layer upon layer there. You know, first of all, we have to qualify for a tournament. That will be the ultimate pressure. Uh, we can leave what happens in the tournament until such time as we get there. You know, we, we have to go one step at a time, James. You know. Yes, fair enough. You know, so let's not. Talk about what will happen at Euro 2020 If we get there Let's get there first of all yeah. um, As I say the pressure will be All consuming And anyone that doesn't fancy it Don't bother going Because it will be all about pressure in Belgrade Nothing <laughs> other than pressure yeah, That's the thing Listen it's a team game And it's you can't always pick out individuals and, and base everything on the clubs they play for But it is quite an interesting comparison James made In many ways Celtic's Fringe players Because I suppose That's what they are mm. Looked more comfortable Than Well maybe Cel- Well Callum McGregor Was in the pitch He's yeah. one of Celtic's Best players and, and then he's rhymed off You know we've got Aston Villa guys And Man United And Liverpool Yeah but I would rather Take uh, Callum McGregor's Performances over About 200 games And say that You've had about Three mm-hmm. bad games And how many Good games As the other players Had in uh, uh, well, Scotland games. though I, think, yeah, I don't think we're, we're questioning Callum McGregor's Celtic performance The point I'm making Is that you can Have a bad day you can have a bad game And it doesn't matter Whether it's international football Or club football Sometimes you just And again You know for one reason The opposition Give credit to Israel You know for stifling Scotland For looking at You know the type of players And making sure they made it difficult Scotland did sit off um, You know uh, Israel a bit And that did give The likes of Beaton If he sit off him can, You know he is an elegant player He, he can stroke balls about Seeing for Celtic at the time Hitting long raking diagonal passes they never really put them under pressure, and I think like you mm. say there wasn't a, was a, wasn't a shot in target in, in 120 minutes, so can, we, di- we didn't actually put them under under pressure. So I think these players are good players, but we made them look better by the fact that we gave them time James. and space. Then you go, James. Hi, 
Um, I was just going to say, you're right, Jim. Obviously, everybody can have a bad game, but it was actually the check. The check game was the big eye opener for me. That was, and again, we can make all the excuses under the sun. We didn't know the players, and you prepared for another team and all that. That was the, we get mauled that day against a Czech pub team. And you said before the game, Hugh, you said this was when they had to go out and win and look look decent winning, and that was a disaster. We could have took a hammer in that day. Yeah. And it's, it's game after game, we're just looking. I don't know if I want to say uninterested like the other guy says, but there's something not right, something's not clicking. We kind of keep saying, oh, Andy Robertson's in a better team at Liverpool, but he's got Liam Cooper next to him. He's got Scott McTominay. He's got all these, John McGinn's having the season of his life. We're not get something's well, not clicking right. This is the problem that is building up for Steve Clark. Because you can talk about Andy Robertson or any other individual player in the team as much as you like, but the manager, there are people now saying, "Oh, does he? He's got the Kilmarnock philosophy, and he's applying it to Scotland." And the you know you've you've mentioned that game, James, and the, uh, the fourth best Czech team in Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. got them, um, but. That's the pressure on Steve Clark as an individual in Belgrade. James, you certainly make a passionate case. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon and we'll look at that a bit more in, in depth because we're running out of time and these two have to get their acts together collectively on the teaser. You've got three to get. A Celtic striker and two former Rangers midfielders. I think I've got a Celtic striker. Yep. Venegur of Hesley. Yes. The guy that you don't want on the back of your strip because it'll cost mm-hmm. you a fortune. Mm-hmm. Right, what about the two former Rangers midfielders? One was the what if I told you This is a good, a good uh, easy h- clue him, him Danny No What if I told you That one was returning to Rangers For this fee um, Steve Davis No no, no. Um, Going back no. 0405 no. From Blackburn Barry Ferguson oh, Barry yep. Ferguson yeah And before that This guy was signed from Barcelona Of all places Ronald Debo No nope. Frank Debo Giovanni no, Van Brockers Van Brockers No he went there I was thinking Dado Puzzle But it's not him either um, Mikel Arteta. Arteta I'll put well, you out your misery was he? Yeah there we go uh, So it was It was 7 7 million I think According to Graham anyway um, So there we go I think that's just about us Hugh if you just want to See us out Well uh, the, the great debate Has started Is Steve Clark uh, Too cautious uh, Is Andy Robertson Not as good for Scotland As he is for Liverpool All these questions Will remain And rumble on between now and the 12th of November when everyone is under the cosh Stevie Clark, Andy Robertson everyone, qualification is everything. Brilliant, thank you Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy, thanks for all your calls and tweets much appreciated as always, we are back tomorrow I know it's the Betfred Cup no league action uh, but we are on from 2 o'clock so make sure you join us, we can look back on Scotland's exploits a bit further as well uh, in the meantime, stay right there I'm ho- I know it's um, sort of house parties for one at the moment but that's fine, George is waiting patiently, GBX Friday is up next <laughs>